This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And because of that, I will bless the Lord at all times. May his praises continually be in our mouths. Dear God, we thank you for this opportunity to feast on your word, to taste and see that you are good. We ask that you be with us in this moment and in this day, that we might encounter you anew. We ask these things in the name of your son, our savior and best friend, Jesus the Christ. And together we all said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our gospel text this morning, the book of Mark chapter 10, tells us of a man named Bartimaeus. And it tells us that when Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. They called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. This morning I ask that you would join me and reflect on the topic God is calling. God is calling, and unfortunately, God is like the guy in the cell phone commercials saying, can you hear me now? <laughs> to take the focus off of you, let's turn to the text. In our text today, we encounter Bartimaeus, who's blind. Blindness was not only a disability, but at that historical period, it was considered a curse due to sin. It was a curse by myth that Jesus had to dispel in John 9 when he told the disciples that the man they encountered in John 9 wasn't blind because of his parents' sin. Not only did Bartimaeus have to deal with all of the physical challenges of being blind, just getting around without the technology that assists many today, but he had to deal with the psychological burden of feeling unworthy and living as a curse. Many who were blind could not work or live fully, so they became beggars. Can you imagine? What makes it worse is that not only did he have to personally struggle with the issue, but he was also marginalized because of it. I can imagine Bartimaeus saying to himself, everyone else is moving along and getting by, but what about me? I could even imagine that this situation and issue possibly led him to feeling hopeless or unbelief. Imagine him feeling lonely or forsaken and in many instances, possibly even forgotten. Have you ever felt forsaken or forgotten by God? I mean, I know we're all cloaked today in the trappings of what appear to be success, but in your quiet moments, have you ever felt ignored by God? Have you ever wondered if God still listened to you or even heard your prayers? Have you 
prayed and cried and prayed and cried and still didn't get an answer for your heart's desire? The text tells us that Bartimaeus was old enough to be a man. So I wonder how many times throughout the years Bartimaeus prayed and hoped for the ability to see. I know some of us are afraid to be honest and truthful about our relationship with God. I know you may want others to think that you know God, that you've got it all together in this faith walk. But if you're honest, can you sometimes admit that you wonder if God is still there? Do you sometimes teeter between belief and unbelief? In her book entitled Listening for God, Dr. Renita Weems, a writer, an Old Testament scholar, shares her journey through the winter season in her relationship with God. She says it was a season that lasted several years in which she felt that God had withdrawn from her. I call this season a season of spiritual breakdown. She says in her book that she had grown so accustomed to believing in a God who spoke thunderously and in spectacular ways that she didn't think she could survive when it came time to stumble in divine silence. Where was this God who seemed so accessible at one point? Moses is God who speaks through burning bushes, the God of ex-slaves who was disclosed by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Elijah's God who comes in the still small voice, Ezekiel's God who fancies wheels, Job's God who roars through the whirlwind, through lost coins and lowly mangers, prodigal youth, sowers and seed and blinding light on back roads. God communicates, or so the story goes, to lost humanity. What about my God who speaks to me? Where is he? Where is my answered prayer? Where is my deliverance, my healing, my blessing? This is personal exile. Moments when we ask these questions can even make those with a sturdy faith uneasy and doubt their belief in God. If you've ever been there, you're not alone. For even David, the apple of God's eye, had been there. In Psalm 42, he writes, as the deer panteth for the streams of water, so my soul pants for thee, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with my God? Where is the God that my grandmother told me about, that spoke to me of my dreams when I was young? Do we really believe that God can do the impossible? that God answers our prayers. We must sometimes cry out like others in the New Testament stories, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Do you believe that God can use each and every one of us to be God's agents for transformation in our homes, on this earth, in our lifetime, to help a loved one, to reconcile broken relationships, to impact and change the isms that plague our communities to help those in communities as the hands and the feet of God. With all that we're seeing and hearing in our homes and communities today, we may ask these questions. So let's turn to the text today to see and hear about how to reconnect 
to a God who is calling. No matter how marginalized or forgotten Bartimaeus felt, the text tells us that he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was near. There is a connection between hearing and believing. Paul tells us in the book of Romans that faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. Bartimaeus lived during a time where oral tradition and stories filled the space that social media fills today. So I imagine that he heard some versions of the stories of this Jesus of Nazareth being born of a virgin named Mary, turning water into wine, teaching with great authority and commanding demons out of men and young boys, healing a paralyzed man who was brought to him on a mat by four friends, healing another blind man with spit and dirt and mud, feeding hungry crowds by multiplying fish and bread, even walking on water. So now in our text, he hears that this same man is near and it ignites his faith anew. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. Bartimaeus' desire to get to God was triggered by hearing something about someone who cared for the brokenhearted, who healed the sick and the disabled. His desire and his faith was fanned into flame by hearing that Jesus of Nazareth was near. That's why we don't come to church and worship in vain. We come to church to hear more about God, a God that can heal, make a way out of no way, change us and circumstances. That's why even in the midst of the pandemic, even when we couldn't gather, many of you tuned in to hear the word of God preached and sung and prayed so that we could battle against our own unbelief that's why hearing the people's testimonies in our lives about overcoming, making their way through, finding a way to live in spite of is so important for our faith journeys. Can you think back on the testimonies of others? The stories of how God made a way out of no way. The stories of how God has healed. The stories of how God has changed lives through Covenant House or refugee ministries. The stories of how this church has been part of changing the fabric of this city and offers a place of refuge for so many who couldn't find a church home elsewhere for a myriad of reasons, including because of their sexual orientation? Can you think back on the stories of how God has been faithful to your grandparents and your parents and even to you? When we hear about this God and all that God can do, we can't help but begin to get excited and expect this God to move again. So the text tells us that he heard God, and I love the fact that he didn't only hear, but he responded. When he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming, he cried out, Jesus, son of David. Do you know that your voice also plays a part in the engagement of your faith? You must not only hear, but we must also engage our faith and respond to the very presence of God in our midst. I know that some of you may dismiss the need for loud or vocal worship in church and dismiss it as mere cultural, but I want to suggest to you this morning that it's actually tied up in the expression of our faith. Paul makes that clear in the book of Romans when he says, 
you must confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart. And when we do so, we are saved. Voice, confession is an aspect of our salvation. So I don't mean necessarily and wouldn't hint that you all are too quiet in here. Although many of you know I come from a tradition that really values and welcomes call and response and a few amens and a few praise the Lord sprinkled in bring me great joy. But I offer to you this morning that it is so much more than my own self-satisfaction. It is so much more than cultural experience. Using our voice is actually a way to engage, embody, and express our faith. Using our voice allows us to be a witness of God, of our salvation, here on earth. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. says so eloquently in the fight to bring forth justice on earth, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. There are many waiting for Christians, waiting for you and for me to become loud and to speak up for righteousness sake, to stop cowering in fear and insist upon love and a voice, a narrative that will proclaim good news to the poor, voice a narrative that will proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, voice a narrative to set the oppressed free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Bartimaeus didn't have much. Bartimaeus was a beggar. Bartimaeus was blind, but Bartimaeus had voice. You may not think you have all that you need to be the strong witness that God has created you to be, but I came this morning to tell you, you may not have it all, but you have something. You may not have all the fruits of the Spirit, patience and love and goodness and self-control, but I bet somewhere in that mix you have a little joy every now and again. You have a little hope every now and again. You can even be kind when you really try. Let us take those pieces that we have and put them to use for all that God would have us to use them for. Bartimaeus didn't have much. You may think you have a lot, but there are moments when you realize how much you lack but we serve a God who is our shepherd. We shall not lack. Take up your faith. Hear it. Explain and excite your confession of faith by calling on the Lord our God and be that witness that God has created us to be. It says that when Bartimaeus called out, Jesus stood still and then called for him. That means so profoundly that Jesus heard him. Jesus hears you. Jesus hears me. He hears your silent cries. He hears your doubt and your unbelief. And still he's right here with us for he promised to never leave us nor forsake us. Jesus called Bartimaeus and he sprang up and threw off his cloak this morning I come asking that you throw off your cloak. Throw off the cloaks that are hiding who you are. Be vulnerable and yet powerful. Be clear on what you don't have. It allows room for bringing in others who do. 
Be vulnerable by throwing off your cloak and responding to God's call for you. For God is calling you. God is calling you and me higher to the next level to truly be the person and the people that God has created us to be, to disrupt unjust systems, to love the unlovable, to tithe our privilege, to be God's hands and feet in this world, to usher forth God's will on earth as it is in heaven. When he called Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus sprang up and his sight was restored. And he could then proclaim as Job in our Old Testament reading proclaimed today, I once heard about you, Lord, but now I see you. Don't you want to see God? May this morning we leave asking God to use us. As the songwriter says, use me, Lord. You gave me my hands to reach out to man to show him your love and your perfect plan. You gave me my ears. I can hear your voice so clear. You gave me my voice to speak your word, to sing all your praises to those who never heard. But with my eyes, I see a need for more availability. I've seen the hearts that have been broken so many people to be free. Lord, I am available to you. God is calling. Can you hear him now? Amen.